0: Hello, I'm Al. And I'm Sai. And this is the New Football Podcast, and it's all kicking off. Hello, everyone. This week, we're going to talk about Liverpool and Everton's past games and what's coming up. Also, it's deadline day, which is just sprung into life, looking at the BBC, because it's been dead all day, but it's just sprung into life for those two. So, yeah, it's like I'm going to go first of Everton, because I've got quite a lot to say. <laughs> okay, fine. Right,
1: you, you go, you go.
0: Well, I can't really comment on the Leicester game, because I didn't see it. All right, but by all accounts, we were lucky. We were either it was either a fair result or we were lucky to get a draw. So Hannah scored a really good goal. Pifford made another mistake. They score. They had more chances than us. <coughs> we hung on for the draw. Fine. Then Newcastle comes along and I watched that and I wish I hadn't watched it. I'm <laughs> gonna go through player by player because that's what oh yes, that's what it deserves.
1: Yes, it does.
0: <laughs> it does. It, it deserves it. I mean, it's it's like before starting that like, you're thinking, okay, I put against Leicester, I win against Newcastle. I'd accept four points from those two games, you know. But that's not yeah. what happens, is it? Oh, it's yeah, not just isn't what happens. So, right, starting off with Pickford, he actually just to be awkward played quite well. Um, but I don't care how well he plays, I want him out. I want Olsen him because he's just a better keeper. He's a bigger keeper. He's more of a presence in his goal. It's just more solid. It gives the defence more confidence. I don't know how many chances Pickford's gonna get, or how many mistakes he has to make, or how many goals he has to give away before he gets kicked out.
1: Can I just can I just come in there, Al? Can I just come in before before you uh, move on to your next player? Yeah, go on. But where where is it gone? Where has it gone so wrong for Pickford? Because he was at he was at Sunderland, wasn't he? And and he was rated at Sunderland and it was a bit of a coup for for Everton to buy him. You know, Chelsea were lurking, other big clubs were circling. Manchester United were being linked to them and they were going through a bit of a hard time with De Gea. So what is it? Is it is it a change in manager? Is it a lack in confidence? Or is he just basically being found out? Is he is he a bit like Andy Carroll, where like he's had one great season with a lesser team, some a bigger team has come in, thrown more money at him, and then he's all, he, his form has gone. And he's been found out that he was bang average all along.
0: Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know what he was like at Sunderland, so I can't say. At least have a look at that and really see if he was as unreliable there as well. But it's just, it's not that unreliable. Yeah, it, it, he is unreliable. He'll have a great game and then he'll have a really bad game. But he does mad things as well. Like, obviously, the, the obvious one is kicking Van Dyke in the air. I mean, you know, he, he just does crazy things. You mean, why have you done that yeah. for? And it's, well, it's, well, it's, it's it's not something a goalkeeper should do right now. It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, you, you, you need a solid goalkeeper. You don't need a goalkeeper who's liable to throw the ball in his own net. And that's what pick it exactly. is.
1: Yeah. You, you, you no, have that problem I,
0: with Miri really like, and, and Karius.
1: Carriers, yeah. Fair enough, the Van Dyke thing was bad. But the one thing that got me was the Origi goal in the derby, where the ball was looping out. And he palmed it back into play. What did he palm it back into play for? To bounced off of Origi's other in the goal.
0: He's very, very bad at doing that. He, um, he's one of these keepers that will, there'll be a ball coming to him at the perfect height, not fast, and for some God only knows reason, he'll fist it away or palm it away rather than catch it. You're like, just catch it. Yeah. Just catch the ball. Yeah. But he doesn't, he loves to palm it away and I don't know if he thinks it's more showy or more flashy, or but it's it's none of them. It's just it's just more unreliability. And you, I don't care how good a goalkeeper you are, if you palm the ball away, it's going to go to an opposing, opposing player sooner or later. Yeah, that's what happens. in Andy Samms has he, he done that, so he's got to go. Right, so that's him. But he did play well against Newcastle. So, right. Um Coleman well past his best. Within the pitches, and you not even we all about you. It was just awful. But then, I'm going to say later on about you did an interview afterwards. You got interviewed after the game. And it was so I, it was so annoying that I was WhatsApping you. And you could feel the anger through WhatsApp, couldn't you?
1: Oh, the rage. The rage. Off.
0: I can't believe what you were saying, but I'll, go, I'll do that later on. Okay. Since uh, I was keen and me, they were fine. They were okay. Luca Delia was... Absolutely awful. I know he's he, he's been out to the, the side. And I suppose he's trying to make an impression. I'm just saying, but I think I think he was trying too hard because he was he was like a headless chicken. He just didn't know what he was doing after time. You know, just he was really really bad. So he, he you know he had a really bad game as well. And I, I'll I go on to the defense later on. Okay, so the core he was very very quiet, which is not like him. Didn't do anything wrong, but didn't do a lot right. Just quiet. Yeah. Um, James Rodriguez for me was man of the match because purely because of the intimidation he took he got stamped on, he got kicked up in the air he got niggled at, he just took it and carried on which I was quite impressed with Um. so yeah, I'd give him man of the match because of that, here's where the fun starts now Guilfay <laughs> <laughs> Sigurdsson right Guilfay Sigurdsson was that bad he was that bad against Newcastle right I would rather have played Tom Davis. Wow. I know, that's a, that's a wow <laughs> moment, isn't it? Because I'm going to say the most pathetic thing a football sport can say ever, but it's true. I would rather have played Tom Davis because at least it gives you a bit of effort, at least he runs around a bit. Sigurdsson just, he had one of those games, and he has, he has too many of these games where if you didn't know the team beforehand and you just watched on the telly, you wouldn't know he was playing until the commentator said his name.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you
0: know what I mean? You're like, oh, is he playing? Is he on the pitch? Yeah, yeah. I, with this with case, it was like 20 minutes in. It was like, what, what's he doing? He's, he's meant to be in central midfield. He's meant to be a playmaker, kind of. Didn't even touch yeah. the ball. And I was watching some, one of the YouTube channels after the game just to get all the, all the fume because I was fuming as well. I can't remember which one it was now. It wasn't Toffee TV, it was another one. Um and well, the lad's on. said he does it too often. He'll pass the ball back to the keeper or back to a the defender. But they just want the ball back. He'll just go and hide behind an opposing player, so you can't pass to him. Now, I, I quite I quite sympathise with that tactic because that's what I used to do when I played football. Because I was crap, and I did. I, and I didn't want the ball. Right, I'm not a four million pound Icelandic international on over hundred grand a week. Exactly. He should always want the ball. So to do that is just shocking. And I've had enough of him. And yeah, I just think, that, I just think he's a fraud. He just takes he just takes the club and supporters from mugs. I'm had enough of this. So you know, a cavity pump was clearer than that. Richarlison was Richarlison <laughs> as usual. He was just sulking around like his beard had just been And He just. All he does is he has, he has this pouty look on his face all the time. How dare you touch me? Don't kick me. Don't don't tackle me. Just do us a favour right? and just score a goal, put a passing. Will you? Just stop, stop. Get that look off your face. You got a face like a smacked ass. Just get that look off your face and just do something positive, or get lost. What I'd say is that too many of these average seasons now. When he's good, he's very, very good, and he's one of these players that when he's not there, you're missing. But then when he, when he is there sometimes, he does nothing and just whinges. And with the skill he's got, you think you know, he's a Brazilian international, he should be doing a lot better. Yeah, um, he should Ka- lewin had another quiet game. I, I'm wondering now, with Carvillat-Lewin, is he, I don't know if this is how the, the team is set up or if he's something he's told to do, is he relying too much on, on service now? is he relying too much on getting crosses into his head or to his feet and because of that he's not making his own chances
1: yeah or making those runs into the box
0: yeah and I'm just wondering that because unless unless it's a cross to his head or to his foot he's not scoring so he yeah. needs to take a bit more responsibility and make his own chances if he's not getting the service if you're, if you're a good sense of half and you know your feels not up to it that yeah come day, deep you make your own yeah, chances don't yeah, you deeper, to, and, he, the ball. and I don't yeah. think he's doing that but I'm, I'm not going to slag him off. He still ran around and did his best. But I, he just, I think he needs to have a little think. It could be the tactics. It might not be his fault. Okay. So I don't know why Godfrey and Holgate were um, dropped to the bench. Because I know when they, when they used to play, it was like, oh, there's four centre halves playing. Ha 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 ha. Fair. Enough. you got to give him credit. It was a solid defence that it worked. You know, the, those two. With Miriam and centre off and Olsen in goal was a, a formidable defence. And I understand Coleman is the club captain and Didier's is your first left back, but the defence went to pieces. Now I mean I, I know I think it's because that you know Coleman and Didier are told to attack more because they're more attacking yeah. fullbacks. Yeah. Um but I want I want the fullbacks to defend first. The defenders were all said and done. And if they're, good, if they're good at the defending, fine, then we'll have a little attack, but you best get your defence sorted out first. So I, I think, I mean, I think get Holgate and Godfrey would just don't see winning because they be, played very, very well, especially Godfrey. He's been brilliant. So I think that was a mistake leaving no result. Newcastle's strategy was just to be aggressive and to get in our faces, and to take turns hobbling hammers to confuse the ref, which worked, to be fair.
1: And I- I I th- I I think it's about time cuz that's just your tactic. That's what you do.
0: <laughs> do we who do we kick then?
1: Kick everyone. Kick kick anyone with any kind of talent or Ability, You just go, fuck that boot, bang, really? get him out okay. the game.
0: All right, well, yeah. maybe, all right, that's your well, tactic. Okay,
1: fine. It has been since I was a nipper. That's ev- that's Everton's way. It's not to play football. It's yes, just um, to kick the other team yes, off the
0: park. And that's why we're called the School of Science, obviously. Never mind. Eh? So, yeah, so Newcastle came with that, with that strategy. And if it worked for them. They were just aggressive and in our faces. It and works want... for you normally. Oh, it's dumb start. It worked for them, but we had, we had no... We had no bite and no answer to it. Now I'm gonna come on. God. this this goes on to Coleman's interview afterwards. Right. I just couldn't believe while I was hearing. Nice. So he's getting interviewed and he says, and I quote, let me get this right. They wanted it more. Individually, we just went up for it today. And he says that, and then it goes back to what's his name? He was the used to present on BC.
1: Jake Humphreys.
0: Yeah. And Leon Osman. Leon Osman Leon Osman's an ex-blue. And they're going, Oh, isn't he honest? Really honest, over there. I'm thinking you're the captain. You've been on the pitch for 90 minutes, and you're the captain. You should be running around, kicking our place in. Get, you know, get a move on. Just stop, stop talking around. Play. But no, yeah, comes absolutely. off the pitch and goes we be up for today. Well, yeah. you should have done something, shouldn't you? You're the captain. You should have done something exactly. about that. Exactly. That, that's why I was so angry. I was just, I, I thought, how dare a captain say that?
1: Yeah.
0: How dare you to, say that?
1: To be totally honest, mate. Like that—that—that's a great summary of the match, and again, really comprehensive and really quite honest as well. So, fair play to you for that. I, I, as as a non-Everton fan looking in, you—you're a conundrum because, on the face of it, you've got good players and a great manager. Now, you, you've got players that you would never have been able to sign two, three, four, five years ago, like. All the players that have been linked with Manchester United or us or Chelsea. You know, Decore was linked with us. Keane was linked with us. Yeri Mina was a purchase after the World Cup. Rodriguez, like he said, Dinier. You've got Calvert-Lewin. You've got really good players. But you're crying about commitment and effort and everything else. But if you write your team down, you've got good players. You'd be a match for anyone. So, so where is it going wrong?
0: Like I've said, you mean, where we've had phone calls and stuff, I think our best first eleven is a match for anyone. But we haven't often had that. We have we have the, at the beginning of the season. That's why we were so good at the beginning of the season. And since then, we've just been one or the other gone. A team without Sigurdsson is 100% better. You may as well play with 10 men anyway. right? So,
1: But surely uh, you've got somebody else. Surely you've got something that you can bring in there.
0: Well, it would be Alan, wouldn't it? It'd be Alan, but he's, he's not fit. So yeah, I, I think very much he, it's, it's, he's proven by not being there what a key, what a key player he is for us because he, he gives the team energy. He runs around and gives the team energy. Decore is twice the player he is when Alan's there. Rodriguez has more space and more time on the board because he hasn't got to do as much work so he can work more of his magic. I think he, we need him back as soon as possible. What I'll say is like it's a funny one. It's, it's just such a... The, the league this year I know you say like, it's a shit show, or it's, it's the hardest, hardest league in the world. Well, is it? Because at the moment, it just looks nuts to me. I mean, <coughs> it's it's a volatile league at the moment. Teams are Ooh, up and down, volatile. up and down, up and down, up and down. Southampton... Good word. Southampton were top a few weeks ago. Looked really great. Yeah. They're 11th now. They're behind Arsenal. Right, it, would, it would have thought that a few weeks ago? You know, it, it's... Leeds are player goes next, actually, which would be interesting. We need to 12th, to six points off fifth. Yeah, it's that, it's that tight. When you look at us, I still have to be ever the optimist. God knows why, but it's just what being the blue is. Are bad, many I Evertonians
1: are optimists.
0: We, we are deep down, mate, but we just love them, now, don't we? Um, we look at the table, right? All right, we're eighth, not good. We're not on a great run of form, we're still on 33 points, okay. Chelsea are ahead of us on 33 points. Spurs yeah. are ahead of us on 33 points. Yeah. Chelsea played two games more than us. Yeah. Spurs played the game more than us. Yeah. So you look at it like that, it doesn't look bad. We're, we're, two, we're two points behind West Ham, and we're in fifth. We've got two games in hand on them as well. Yeah. So I know we've got to win those games in hand.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Which, you know, is easy yeah. said and done. However, Going on the facts, it's still not, it still isn't that bad. But that's what makes it more bloody annoying because you're thinking, the points we have dropped? We give, we give Newcastle six points this season.
1: Yeah, exactly. it beat
0: us twice. That now those yeah. six points, we be fourth. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: it's a, it's the same with Liverpool, mate. This at this stage last season, we were twenty one points better off. Twenty one. <laughs> We'd be running away with the league more this season than we were last season.
0: Yeah, I remember, mate. I remember. Remember the last, last season I said to you in October, you've won this. Remember? It was just clear. Yeah. Yeah. It was clear. Yeah. No one was going to was gonna take that off you. Um, but this season is just so... I mean, where have City come from? Well, Yeah, exactly. Like like they, ri- they were written off. By, by me as well. How stupid do I feel? Yeah. There? Three points ahead. Game in hand. And on top. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, where, where have they come from? What, what, why West Ham fifth? What are they doing there?
1: They got Moisy
0: there, mate. they have I mean, got a manager I, and of I mean caliber and class. Di- I mean that in the most disrespectful way I can think about <laughs> so. um, it. I just think, right, that I've had this we've had this uh, this discussion in well well, it's some about my our unofficial sponsors, the exchange barbers and exchange flags. Um I have loads of discussions in there with my barber Tony and uh, do the have a barber, Mark? Mark's a red and Tony's a blue, so it gets the at times. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, so <coughs> Tony reckons, Tony had on, add had on Blob, I think, that he said, we're not a team of winners. We get so far, we, we, almost, we almost touch greatness. I think after the team go, candleless, they bottle it. They just bottle it. They, do, they know they're on the verge of something great, but they can't take that step. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that, why we need is- more winning players. We've got we've got the Rodriguez, who's, who's a winner. Alan's a winner. Um, who else? <laughs> I suppose Piff is number one. That's not being a winner, really, is it? But you, you, need, you need players who expect to win, not expect to say, do okay.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, and no, yes and no. Oh. And it's a really valid point. And again, it's it, it's a point that I can draw massive comparisons with because that's Liverpool. That was Liverpool before Klopp came in. Like, we, we we pissed the league away under Brendan Rodgers because we were chasing goal difference and tried to knock six past Crystal Palace and ended up drawing 3-3. But we had good players, but it's mentality. And that's where Klopp's come in because a lot of our players, you'd go, brilliant players, but would you call them... Did they come in as winners? No. Trent Alexander-Arnold a prospect from like the age of eight. Robertson from Hull. You know, there's, there's players that he's brought in that didn't come in with a world-class status. Like Marnie didn't come in with a world-class status. Salah didn't come in with a world-class status. I'd say the only players that came in with a world-class status were Van Dijk, Allison, and Thiago. It's all about mentality. And that's what Klopp says. Klopp is like, it's it, it is, you call it, you're going to laugh because you're blue, but he said, I've got a team of mentality monsters. And he's absolutely right. He said, What? Mentality monsters.
0: <laughs> That's the most clop thing ever. Oh my God.
1: And again, pigeon English or lost in translation or whatever. But basically, nah, what he a, meant was. It's just
0: a teeth got in the way, mate. what well, it was. But, is
1: that your excuse as well? You've got like 16 teeth too many in your head, haven't you? But yeah, what, what he's basically saying is. They ne- our team. Fair enough, I know they've gone through a bit of a lull, and, and 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 whatever, and they've dropped off a bit. But they've never they never know when they're beaten. They just play and play and play and play and play, and they'll play to every single whistle. And if they don't win a game, they'll draw it. They very very rarely lose a game, and that 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 is the biggest thing. You don't need it in every position. You don't need a world-class player. It's a mentality. It's a mental thing and coaching.
0: Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, right. But I, I, we had this argument on the phone the other day, didn't we? I still think you release a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I mean, that, exactly. The, the, yeah. likes, the likes of Sigerson, right? He should not need coaching. No, he should be. He should be coaching over players with his experience. Yeah.
1: And, and and again, so, it's t- t- just I t- lazy. T- yeah. I totally get that and I totally accept that as well, mate, because that's exactly what Klopp says. Klopp will pass up on a £70 million striker and get a £20 million striker all because of his mentality. Yeah. He'll go, that £70 striker is going to upset my dressing room. Yes, he might guarantee me 20 goals a season, but he's, he's a bad apple. I don't want him. He, I can't coach him. He won't listen. I'll go for the £20 million kid. It's got all the potential, but it's a real rough diamond. And I'll coach him because he's got the mentality.
0: Yeah, I mate. Mean, it's all about having, at the end of the day, without wishing to sound like a corporate knob. It's all about having team players, isn't it? That's it's it's actually you know, it's, very, it's very, very hard to get superstars who are team players these days. Yeah, yeah. But if you could do it, you're laughing. At it. Or if, if you don't get superstars, that's how. That's, that's why Leicester is so good. Yeah, they're just they're just all team players. So they're a good exactly. team. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's why like, I know United are doing are doing pretty well this year, but Pogba's always been a, a problem for them because yeah. he's not a team player. No. As soon as, as soon as he goes to a club, he starts crying for a move because he yeah. wants to sign a non fee. You don't you don't want to play like that, in your, your club. No, you don't. Mate. No. You know. So. No. Anyway, I think our next coming up for us next is it's, it's interesting. We've got Leeds away on Wednesday, and then United away on Saturday. Oh, I know but the only thing I would say is I'm not I'm not unoptimistic because we're, even though it shouldn't matter with no crowd I don't know why it matters but we're far better away than we are at home <laughs> that's just so evident <laughs> only not we can have a worse home record when there's no crowd in the bloody stadium you know <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm quite looking I'm looking forward to the Leeds game anyway that'll be interesting that would be great to watch no matter what because yeah. it's yeah, Leeds yeah. Yeah. Uh, United will be like a nerve-wracking one because it always is
1: Oh man, I, I can't is that Saturday or is that Sunday?
0: Saturday eight o'clock at night.
1: Oh man. So if if it's any result apart from a Manchester United win, mm. we can go second.
0: Can you
1: Yeah. We can but we've I got to beat Man City. <laughs> we've
0: got the midweek games, yeah, nice. So you've got um you've got Brighton at home on Wednesday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then you've got yeah, yeah, weekend game, City, mate. You know, yeah, that's what Sorry, I mean, that's
1: what I mean, mate. It's going to be it's going to be a big weekend. Now.
0: It says yeah. I said, do you want to talk about your games? Then that was that just that just happened.
1: So midweek was Spurs. There's not really much to say apart from we are back. We we have got our mojo back. We um, it 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 was just like watching Liverpool of old. We had all the possession. There was pace in our play there was pacing our build up there was pacing our passing um, we totally limited spurs to, to chances um, we we did we miss the target or hit the post i think within like a couple of minutes and then son went down the other end and scored but it was disallowed it was it was var it was chalked off for offside harry kane was being a typical harry kane and he was trying to get free kicks and and Doing that horrible thing where he pretends to jump and then ducks, so the other, the other defender, to so the other player goes over him, um, and he's backing into plays and all that kind of stuff. But he went off injured.
0: Harry Kane, nice. Have you ever, had, have you ever known a more uninspiring England captain? No,
1: <laughs> no.
0: Wow, he's going to cheat the players up, isn't he? He's going exactly, to get them, he's going to get them dressing room, isn't he? Dear God.
1: Especially when you have got the likes of Henderson. I, I can't, I know. Liverpool player. Don't
0: start really.
1: No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mate. It, it it's unreal. There's, there's been there's been uh, video clips and footage of him because of like obviously there's no crowd and you can hear him. Jesus wept, he is a captain. He is he is vocal from minute one to minute ninety-five. He's he's telling so-and-so, get over there. I need you over there. Great pass, well in. Good ball, good tackle. He's just constantly bang, 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 bang all the time. That's a captain. But yeah, mate, a great, great result against Spurs. It was a real confidence boost from, from where we have been for the last three or four games. Like I said like I said earlier, we, we very rarely lose games if we don't win them, we draw them. But obviously you can't keep drawing and keep trying to be in the title race. We had to... to Turn that tide. Um, and, and, and we did. Um, and it it was it's the first time I've sat there and actually watched a match and enjoyed it for a while. Um everything just clicked clicked together. The 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 front three and everything else was just, just brilliant. I was absolutely fuming before the game because of the whole Fabino Fabino injury, and I couldn't get my head around the fact that your only senior, recognised centre back was put in a position to pick up a knock in training, only six, seven, eight hours before a match. How is that even allowed? What what are they doing on the day of a match? And it, it the level of fume from from Liverpool fans because we were we were dead excited to have a Fabinho and Matip back centre back partnering and that would allow Henderson to step back up into midfield, and we'd have Thiago and Henderson in midfield. I just couldn't believe it. I, I turned into a right, negative Nigel. Nah, I was like, that's it. Game's done. Before we even kicked the ball, Son and Kane are, are going to destroy you know, our, our centre-back pairing. And then it all went tits off time and Matip, who's made out of soggy Kleenex, had picked up an injury during the first half and never came out for the second half. Um well, Maybe the Maybe, mate. Maybe
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, boss, i knackered. I think I've got COVID.
1: <laughs> and then, um, we absolutely bossed it in the second half and, and came out that came away from the capital with a, with a great victory. And
0: came away from coming. the capital, that was that's was, yes. that's smooth, that mate. Nice. You've been yep. practicing,
1: and uh, I have been, Yeah, and it's live. Go on, <laughs> and oh. uh, and yeah it, it, even though we got knocked out of the FA Cup by Manchester United in the previous game you could tell that it was coming you could tell that we were getting our confidence back and the the passing wasn't so labored and so slow it was coming back naturally trent alexander was coming back into form you could you could feel it you, you could actually feel the momentum and then we beat spurs and then we had our midweek game against west ham and again you know a, bit of a challenge they held out for 50 60 minutes and then just just two absolutely incredible goals by Salah um, one uh, the, f- the first one he uh, he curled into the top corner uh, f- just in, in an absolutely crowded box there seemed to be eight West Ham defenders in the box and he somehow managed to bend this ball around all of them beat the keeper and bury it in the top top corner. And the second goal um, came from a West Ham corner and that shows you that we've got our pace and our, our counter-attacking footy back because corner was cleared, was headed away by us, uh, landed at Trent Alexander-Arnold's feet. He took four passes and sprayed this 40-yard pass uh, out wide to Robertson. And then Robertson passed it to Shaqiri. Shaqiri lobbed it over. To Salah. The control from Salah was just incredible. He, he just plucked this ball out of thin air, just stopped it with his right foot and dinked it, it with his next touch over the keeper. Just mind-blowing. I don't care who you are or who you support. That goal, you just got kind of to stand up and applaud it. It was just incredible. Um, and then Wynaldum scored. Um, and then the only disappointing thing was we didn't keep a clean sheet. They went down... Five six minutes later, down down uh, our end, and they top poked home a consolation for three one. But we are now third. We are one pa- one point behind Manchester United and four points behind Man City. We get a we get a win in midweek against Brighton. um See where we are then. But we could go into the weekend hopefully. You know. Uh, really closing that gap on City, but that's going to be a horrible game to watch because, as with the past couple of seasons, so much rides on the Liverpool-Man City games. You know, if they if they win that, they you know they're going to go seven points clear of us, um, which again is a bit of a gap. Um, maybe we're still with a game in hand, but uh, all, all good at the moment. All good. We are back, and we've signed two centre backs as well, which is
0: just brilliant. So, uh, are you optimistic against? Uh, Brighton the city should be against Brighton don't dare do They can just put one over yeah. exactly on right. yeah. so. you. the city again so
1: You spoke about the league and the league being volatile, and if Burnley can beat us, and if Sheffield
0: United, United, United can beat my United, United. You know I mean? yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I hate that. There's been so many times previously where you've got three points. And then he just not turned up, and it's just it's just the worst thing in the world. Just watching your team play so shite when you know you're playing Brighton, you're playing Sheffield United, you're playing Burnley. Turn up, score. You should be putting six or seven past them. What's the matter?
0: Um, that brings yeah, us nicely back to Everton against Newcastle. <laughs> it does
1: <absolutely laughs> That's exactly me. the
0: absolutely. same. Right, mate. Did you have a did you, did you have a far humbug issue from the games recent games?
1: Oh, I have two. Go on. Right, first one was uh, for Liverpool against Spurs. Um, Eric Dyer was had a hold of Firmino. Um, he had a hold like he, had, he was stood behind him and had his arms around him, and the ball got played into Firmino. So Firmino was trying to take it on the chest, but it bounced off Eric Dyer's arm because he had his arm across Firmino's chest. So the ball bounced off Firmino's arm and then ricocheted onto Firmino's arm. Okay. So the ball's gone off two players' arms. So there's a handball by Diet and there's a handball by Firmino, even though the Firmino one is unintentional. Firmino then controls the ball, passes it through to Thiago. Thiago passes it to Salah. Salah scores a goal, okay? That goal then gets a a VAR check. And VAR check, so the soft, whatever you want to call him, in, in the... Porter cabin in the car park or wherever he is couldn't didn't have the balls to make a decision so he calls the ref over to the screen the ref goes to the screen and he watches it from all the different angles and he disallows disallows the goal right so he disallows the goal because of the handball but he then he doesn't give Liverpool the free kick so he disallows the goal and give Spurs the free kick, even though Eric Dyer handballed it.
0: And that's just a total lack of common sense, isn't it? I mean, you, you could have been given the goal because the original handball would have gone for you anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. So right. play the advantage. Yeah. yeah.
0: But then, yeah, how do you give Spurs the free kick when they committed the original foul? <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, and, and basically they, they disallowed the goal because they believed that it was Firmino's play that it, it it was it was critical in the goal. But when you look at it, Firmino is in his own in his own area with his back to goal. So how critical was he really in the build up of the play? Um but yeah, to disallow the goal and then give Spurs the free kick. Just, just, just mind-bending. Just absolutely mind-bending. And it took an air. It took an age to come to that decision. Too. It's like, oh my god, just look. If it's not clear and obvious, it's not. And it's not. It's it. It's not to be VAR checked. It has to be clear and obvious for VAR to step in. And if it it, takes.
0: Sorry did did not go to the did not see the ref go and have a look on the monitor. Yeah. 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 So after all that time, you couldn't make the mind up and said, come, make up, make up your mind yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then he made his mind up by disallowing the goal and giving Spurs a free kick. <laughs> so it's just... And the one that upset me more was the Danny Ings one for Southampton because I just know how much a point, you know, again, like fair enough, we were winning and we would have loved to have scored and so would Salah and blah, blah, blah. And... If, if we'd end up drawing against Spurs or even losing, and obviously there would have been a much more of a, an outcry and a much more of a kickoff, but because we won, it's just kind of brushed under the carpet. But the Southampton one, Southampton were 1-0 down. Danny Ying scored a 93rd-minute equaliser, and he was ruled offside. He he was totally onside. His feet, his legs, his knees, his thighs, his arse—anything that he could score with was onside. He was leaning forward because he was starting to make a run. But even leaning forward, he was totally onside. The one thing that was offside was from his elbow down to his fingertips. Now, which, which if would have been—if
0: he'd have scored at that, would have been—it would have been on ball anyway.
1: Exactly. So exactly, but. So he was he was starting to run. So like he was moving his arms like he was running. So he was making that pumping movement with his arms. And again, they took an age with all the red lines and the blue lines and the yellow lines. But he was on side. The most important parts of his body, the bits of his body that he could score with, were more than on side. It didn't even take. It didn't even. It didn't even have to be var checked. Just the naked eye. went, he's on. He's on. He's on. He's timed his run perfectly. He's on. He's scored. He's got Southampton a point. No, just totally killed the game. Three minutes checking it. Ninety-three. He thought he's, he's he's grabbed his team a point with like literally the last kick. And I just I just think you've just robbed that whole team, that whole fan base, that enjoyment of getting an equalising goal in the ninety-third minute because you've said his 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 forearms off, but he can't score with his forearm anyway.
0: I mean, any part of the body that you can't score with shouldn't even be included in offside. Exactly. It just shouldn't be. Even parts of the body you can score with, such as your head. Right. If 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 your head's playing you offside and you're forty yards from goal, you're not going to get ahead of the forty yards. No. Well, it's possible, I suppose, but very unlikely. So you should. You're still not offside, really. It no. should only be. If 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 you being off if you being offside is gonna directly lead to a scoring opportunity yeah. quickly, I think. Yeah. You know, and you, you, you could take all this conservancy away with one fell swoop. And I don't mean scrap far because that's the easiest thing to say, right? But what you could do is if something flags up in, in the, the porter cabin, wherever it is, on the on the monitors, you just say to the ref, go and have a look at your monitor, something something happened. Yeah, or we think there's an offside, they're going over here, monitor, or we think there's a handboard, they're going to put the onus on them. They have to make the decision exactly,
1: exactly make make them use the monitors. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But also, the one thing that really sticks in my head now is the fact that it has to be clear and obvious. And if it's taking more than three minutes to make a decision, it's not Not clear clear and and obvious.
0: No, it's not. It really is so,
1: no, So so Danny Ings was not clearly and obviously offside. So that shouldn't have even gone to a Varchek. What made that go to a Varček? If if he was stood a yard past the last defender and the ref missed it, then yeah, A hey, mate you've missed it. Danny Ings is a yard offside there. What are you playing at? Go and check your monitor. But if Danny Ings is onside and it takes three, four, five minutes to to show that he was actually offside, that's not clear and obvious.
0: It's just like as if they're they're, they're trying to use this system to prove things. Oh, we think he's offside. Let's, let's, Let's prove it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well... He's not, the worst one ever. Well, I'm going to say the worst one ever in a second, right? But it's like, it, it happens, it kind of worked, worked against us as well because, like I said, like Hammers got you know, stamped on and kicked God knows how many times against Newcastle. I mean, I saw him get stamped on his foot four or five times and I was looking at my phone after the time in that game because it was that bad. So yeah. I, I must have missed 40 minutes of the game looking at my phone. So I don't know how many times he was stamped on. Why didn't the VAR pull that up? Or, oh, sorry, why didn't the, the officials looking at VAR pull that up and see persistent foul play there? Yeah. You know, why Why didn't he do that? So does that. But the worst VAR humbug ever so far, because there might be worse to come, we don't know, do we? There's Patrick Bamford for Leeds. I can't remember who they were playing. But he had a yes. gold Salah yeah, offside yeah. because yeah. Yeah. he was pointing yeah. where he wanted the ball to be played. Exactly, to. exactly. And him pointing like may play them offside. He's not going to score with his finger. He can't score with his yeah. finger.
1: Exactly, mate. Exactly. That's Danny Ings. It's Danny Ings all over again.
0: It's just, it's just a nonsense. But like you, so, said, you made to go put other day mate. It's not the system's fault. It's how it's being used. Yeah. It's like you know. Guns don't kill people, rappers do. You know what I mean? It's, it's like yeah. that, isn't it? It's it's the system being used in, in the wrong way. And it's still, it's still exactly. like it's used in the right way. We're knackered, really. Yeah. Right, so let's move on to deadline day, which has been a bit quiet so far, but it's just hotted up a little bit, hasn't it? So you have signed... Go on.
1: We have signed uh, Ben Davies from Preston North End. Um... So is this somebody
0: you were looking at anyway for maybe the summer? And yeah, you've gone well, through him because you need them all.
1: Yeah, apparently. So again, you know, we we've we've been we've been wearing the uh, the rose-colored glasses or transfer window and looking at defenders for 70, 80 million quid. And yes, they are they are a possibility in the long run. Again, when COVID clears off and we understand the finances and the the financial impact and blah blah blah. But this Ben Davies has apparently been um, on our radar since his breakthrough in Preston. Uh, or for Preston, I should say, in a 17-18 um, season. He's 25. He looks a bit of a journeyman already, to be totally honest. He's had uh, stints with Stoke, Stockport, Southport, Tramere, um and he's in Preston now. But um, there's, there's, been, there, there's been loads of Preston North End uh, fan forums and YouTube channels saying... He's for 500 grand as an initial payment. You've got yourselves one hell of a defender. You can but play the ball. He's
0: Taylor BBC's BBC is two million quid, which, yeah, again, is nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't gone for more. If he's if you wanted him, why didn't press That's for 10 million exactly? I, I don't understand that really, but anyway, carry on. So, sure. five
1: hundred thousand pounds down, we've had to pay. Um, which is just no risk whatsoever. Uh, Preston North End fans are going mad that we they've let him go. And like you said, let him go so easily. Um, they've called him a Rolls Royce of a player and blah, blah, blah. But again, he's 25. So you can't really say he's one for the future. And he's certainly been around. So you are looking for him to come in. But are we going to be expecting a lot for him to come in and go, right, you're playing against Brighton on Wednesday? Is he going to start against Man City? Christ knows. I really don't know. Um, But we've been crying out for a centre-back all window. Um, We know what Jurgen Klopp's like. Jurgen Klopp will refuse a transfer if it's not the right transfer. It's all about the the model of the player, the potential and the mentality, as we've said before. So, obviously, they've they've been tracking this lad since the 17-18 season. And for initial half oh, a million pound down payment, you'd say it was a no risk. It brings Henderson back into midfield. We get the balance back there. Um, so it's a no brainer. And we're also just uh, waiting to get confirmation on Ozan Kabak as well, who's a Turkish international from Schalke. And again, he's been significantly scouted by Liverpool. Um we were actually contemplating spending between 30 and 40 million pounds on him in the summer. And again, somehow we've got him for a million pounds for on loan. And we haven't got an we haven't got an obligation to buy him in the summer. We've got an option to buy him in the summer as well. So we can just send him back to Schalke when Van Dijk's come back from injury. I don't know how Mike Gordon does it. He's like our lead on transfers, but he needs a statue. He needs a statue the size of the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. He needs a monumental monument because the fella's is a genius.
0: I mean, when I didn't know he's, I didn't know Davis is twenty-five. I didn't know he's that old. Yeah, because yeah. I when I read about him, and I read about all the people saying how good he is. I thought, oh, he sounds like he sounds a bit like, I beg God, if he feels, really. You know, he sounds like a young lad coming in, raw talents, full of enthusiasm he's yeah. 25 and he's been around. Maybe he's just one of those players who got better as he gets older like Vardy did and um, Ian yeah. Knights. Maybe he's like, one of those. I don't know.
1: Yeah, like, there's a list of clubs as long as he's on but that's not to say that he wasn't a Trammy's youth. Yeah. At, like, 15, 16. I'm not saying that, you know, that they're all recent. Like, he's been at Preston obviously for a good few years because he was there seven, from the 17-18 season but for his age there's been a lot of Clubs and a lot of lesser clubs or lower league clubs as well, um, and like I said, Ozanka anchor back. We hope we're we're waiting on, um, and our Japanese international um, Taki Minamino might be going to Southampton on loan. Did
0: he, did he score your first goal this season in the, in the uh, Charity Shield?
1: Yes, Taki Minamino. Um, That's a great name. And he scored against us as well um, in the Champions <laughs> League. <laughs> Um, but he he he's a great player and a real attacking-minded player. He's got great technique, lovely creativity, and is really for a Japanese player. Really good in the air as well as with his technical ability with his feet. Um, but he's he's just not getting game time. He's either not showing it in training or Jurgen Klopp's taking a dislike to him. But he is just not getting a game, and it's so obvious that he's not getting a game because. Divokarigi is getting in ahead of him and Devocarigi might have got beam man.
0: Well, I mean, for us it's a bit it's been a bit quiet. It's it's gone a bit bit more lively lately in uh, the last hour. So we're, we're supposed to be after Josh King, Joshua King from Bournemouth, who's a striker. Uh but Fulham wants him as well. Well, if, if he's gonna pick us all Fulham, you think he'd us, but you, you never know, do you? Um it's we need more players, I think. But I, I also, I'm going to go on to something else in a second, but also we still think Cenk going to Besiktas because he's been hinting heavily on his social media. Yeah. And um, Bernard's supposed to be off somewhere. I'm not sure where.
1: I thought you rated Bernard.
0: He's, 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 he blows hot and cold. He's blows hot and cold. Right. When he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's garbage. You know, one of, one of those. Um, with those two go, we've already really got the Charleston and, and, and Carvalho and that's it. I mean there is there was no it's attacking options on the Bench against Newcastle. So we've got to like yeah. some, get some kind of cycle in. Maybe that's why we're going for to say uh, Josh King. But um,
1: Bournemouth, Bournemouth, have accepted both yours and Fulham's offer. So right. it's it's solely down to the player now what he sees as a better option for him. So that's a bit weird, isn't it?
0: It is a bit weird. Must have made the same uh, wage demands as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I wonder what he's so he's going
1: to so so yeah. Bournemouth have gone, yeah. We we, we like both your offers, so up to you.
0: Right. Well, he hasn't got long to make his mind up. No, he um, hasn't, mate. No. He hasn't, has he? Other than that, mate, it's been so dull, this this transfer. day. We well, you look at the done deals, there's only four in the Premier League. And the, the biggest one is Moises Caicedo, Keis, Keis, who's gone to Brighton, performing in the That's the biggest one. Ben Davis, the so, second biggest two million. And then two loan news. What you were saying yeah. to me the other day, you're right? Just, just, there's no money. Everyone's skint.
1: No, nope. yeah. There's no money. Everyone's skint, or nobody actually knows. Nobody, nobody understands the financial impact yet. So everyone's just like way too cagey to spend any money.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at the you look at the actual the ones in the, in the actual football league itself. So, so championship downwards. I'm going to read out the first few three. Loan, 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 undisclosed, <laughs> undisclosed, undisclosed, loan, 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 undisclosed, loan, loan, undisclosed, loan, loan. I, I won't go on. You get the drift. <laughs> right. I do, mate. Yeah, absolutely. There's been no money. Nobody's no. changed hands there. No. Really, I mean, what of what the undisclosed, why do why they allow undisclosed transfer fees? I hate that. One of the <laughs> undisclosed is, is Callum McDonald's gone from Blackpool to Tranmere, and they've had to, Tranmere had the nerve to go, you know what, I'm not going to say how much he pays for him. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you are? I just, so you pay 10 bob for them? No one's Yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. Oh.
0: David Morgan's gone from South, Southport to Atkinson. Whoa, undisclosed.
1: Yeah. Wow. 10 million quid. <laughs>
0: it's just, this is bizarre. There isn't one that's got a, a figure next to it.
1: No, that's, that's crazy, isn't it? Mate? It's it's just you know, it's I, don't I don't understand that at all.
0: I don't understand at all,
1: and that's why that's why I like, I don't understand like Real Madrid and Barcelona coming out and going, we'll have Salah in the summer. Well, you won't, you won't, because you, there's just no money there. You know, the like all those players that the big clubs do want, the the Haalands and the Mbappes and the big defenders and everything else. It's just, it's just, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen for at least another season.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I mean, I wasn't sure about that, so but I think you're right. we yeah. the crowd, revenue, you? You nothing, really. No. Well, I guess that's it for this week. We'll be back next Monday with uh, a look back on the the weekend's games. I hope I've got better.
1: Oh, so do I. I hope oh, I've got better
0: um, feedback for Everton. Uh, <laughs> but you know, as 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 us Blues know, you can never, never depend on us, can you? <laughs> um, and say si, I hope City bats here. Obviously, I hope they.
1: Yeah, cheers on.
0: I hope they pull your pants down, give you a smack backside. But um, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you could beat them. It's it's it's, it's such a weird league that you just yeah. don't know what's going a to draw,
1: happen. A draw would do. A draw would do.
0: Yeah, I don't even feel like a draw, a draw. would do for you, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. that.
1: Beat, like, beat Brighton but, and draw against City, like you said. Take four points four out, out of points six. That, yeah,
0: four good yeah, points. Yeah, you yeah, guys. Right, so. Hope you've enjoyed it, everyone. Give us a shout out on social media and give us a like on this, please, on Spotify. At the moment, we're on Spotify, we're on Anchor, we're on Breaker, and we're not on Apple yet. We're gonna get on there soon though. So, yeah, give us a like, give us a comment, and thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. Do you want to say goodbye, son?
1: Yep. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye, everyone.